Hello, welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my tragic co-host, Delanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. It is What's a up? tragedy. <laughs> I am here. No, never. Uh, not much is up. How are you doing down there? Uh, alright. It's like 80 degrees again, so that's oh. cool. Yeah, you picked the wrong summer to leave because it's been 80 degrees like every day here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, get out to my car and it's 100 when I get out of work, so that's exciting. Oh man, yeah, ouch. I bet. Do you have any way to cool off down there? I mean, I've got, you know, air conditioning and I've got fans and stuff, but, you know, the store is air conditioned, but, yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Let's see, today we're going to talk about... We did comedy uh, last time we recorded, and to kind of you know, complement that, we were doing the tragic, tragic scenes. What makes a tragic thing? Yes. Um, the two extremes of drama, comedy yeah. and tragedy. I don't know. It's just like we did one that was kind of like sad, and I was thinking yeah. about that. I'm like, it's very similar. Yeah, me too. I uh, I tried to go for more. <laughs> Tra- things that were inspired by tragedy, I guess. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. It's a rough way to put it. Uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, what do you have for a movie? Oh, the most tragic movie I could think of. Any, <laughs> not a feel-good movie. I feel like uh, you mentioned it before the podcast. It's, it's oh, the okay. Lion King. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Can you get through? I mean, there's plenty of Disney movies that aren't. I don't know. I guess usually uh, a big trope of the Disney movies is someone dies, and I think uh, Mufasa's death is the most tragic death. I don't know. Uh, the Good Dinosaur death is pretty tragic, but that's a not a great movie. But um, Mufasa's yeah, death is like iconic. It's just you you remember it. You, that sure. aftermath with Simba. It's just. It's, the whole movie is just based on this terrible tragedy <laughs> about the like noble king dying and uh, this. Uh, yeah, it is kind of weird to think about it as like, oh yeah, it's also Hamlet. It is exactly it's Hamlet for kids. Yeah, yeah, Hamlet for kids. Definitely reading through Hamlet in high school. Uh, that was my favorite Shakespeare play, and maybe because I grew up like with the lion king or um but we i think we've talked about this off the podcast before we were um like if the lion king is hamlet there's the lion king 2 which is about uh simba's kid and then there's another bad lion kid and it's like romeo and juliet it's got this forbidden romance right and then lion king one and a half is like the whole Gildenstern. yeah rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dead because it's uh Timon and Pumbaa's perspective on the whole Lion King, just like that. There are they. They're in Hamlet or Macbeth. Yeah, they're in Hamlet. They're, in Hamlet. they're like yeah. They're like characters that are sent away to like. It's not. It's kind of like Hamlet related because they're sent away. I think to give someone a message, and they like you find out at the very end that they've been killed or whatever. Right. So, right as everyone else is dying. Spoiler for Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's very popular right now because the new Lion King came out, or the new, like, I don't know if you can call it new, because it is just the old one. 
Yeah, um, you know, it's rebooted, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, it is just the Lion King. It's not as it's definitely not as sad though. I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel for Simba as much. He just looks like a little lion. <laughs> right. Did you like the like who, who did they have in there for like big voice? Uh, Donald Glover was Simba, Childish Cambino. Okay. Um, I, I think like him. he's pretty good. I mean, I like him and stuff. I like him as a writer, and um, but it's just not. I don't know. I don't think he has like a dynamic voice. They got James Earl Jones back, but it. Uh, and uh, Beyonce is Nala, which like. I guess that's gonna bring Beyonce fans, but I don't give a flying f about Beyonce at all. And uh, but Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, I know you don't like Seth Rogen, but I love it. And um, Billy Eichner as Timon. Okay. Uh, do you know him? He's uh, yeah, the Billy on the street. Yeah, and um, Parks and Rec. He's Craig in Parks and Rec. He's he's really good as him. Just always shouting like this. Yeah, they couldn't get Nathan Lane to do it, or wasn't that it? No, I, I think they wanted to move away from the old cast, except for James Earl Jones. Well, he's got, like, an iconic Exactly, voice, yeah, it's just yeah. very recognizable. Um, do they do the cloud scene well? No, it was just a bunch of clouds with lightning in it. Oh, it wasn't, like, shaped like his face. It kind of, like, maybe outlined his face a little, but it... Like the, it just wasn't as dynamic as the first one. Like the animated one is so colorful and everything, and I, it's all it's realistic. So it's like they're not jumping on giraffes' heads and stuff during. I just can't wait to be king. They're just running through a river, and it doesn't. It's not super fun at all. So they kept the music still. They kept all the songs and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh. Which is the other one? Oh, can you feel the love tonight? They sang that in the daytime. So. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's in the song. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about that, like the original one, because I'm like, it might have been in the day, because it's like they're like kind of like deep in the forest. And no, stuff. it's Maybe. definitely at night, because it's got that okay. um that hidden also- sex thing. Have you ever heard of that? Well, isn't that at the end of like him talking to his father? Isn't that it? No, I can't there's remember. they're rolling around in like the dirt or something, and it it spells out sex. Like the flowers fly up into the wind and starts panning to the left, and like if you pause it at the right time, it looks like it says sex. And is that true though? Uh the company is like the who animated no. it is like oh no, it, like sometimes we'll put maybe they'll put like SFX for special effects. <laughs> it's like eh. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could be very like there was a nude clip in the rescuers and stuff. Like, adults do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, cause I know that's like a, one of those kind of urban legend things. Like, oh yeah, they spelled sex and like they do something in Latin also where they. Oh know, yeah, she says, um, "Good girls like, take their clothes off," or someone says it in the background. <laughs> Yeah. Which I never heard that one. But I've definitely, like, you can see the Lion King one. It does look like it says sex, whether it was intentional or not. It, like, is right there. Yeah. Oh. I've never actually looked at it. I've, you know, I've definitely heard about it. Did they do it again? Did they recreate that? <laughs> I don't think that so. Funny. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't pause it in time. 
to do frame by frame analysis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, The Lion King, that tragic movie, just stuck with me. Couldn't think of anything that stuck with me longer than that. Um, in terms of tragedy, or a movie based around a tragedy. Uh, what did you have? Uh, I had two. I picked uh, Seven, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Or the now Kevin Spacey, who we not allowed to talk about. Apparently. Yeah, he's been cancelled. Yeah, that's a tragedy that. <laughs> yeah. He's in such good movies. Yeah, and he, you know, he. It's another kind of like, you know, the Kaiser Soze kind of thing where he gets away with it at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets what well, he wanted. He yeah, he gets what he wanted. I guess he doesn't get away with it in seven, but he does accomplish his goal. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, exactly. But that's also like a very, obviously, people that know that is like a super dark and like intense movie. Like, oh, yeah. The guy with the skin peeled off, like that's tied to the bed. He like bursts up out of the bed. Yeah. And the. Uh, yeah, the gluttony guy is just gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gross stuff, but it is a very intriguing, good movie. I'm not a huge Brad Pitt fan, but uh, I like that a lot. Big Morgan Freeman guy, though. So. Sure. John Doe has the upper hand. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, is the lady. That yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah. It's in the box. Yeah, that was one of the first, like, rated R movies I saw, and I, I loved it. <laughs> uh, the other one I have, we, I think we saw it together, it, and I've probably mentioned it before, Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. The most tragic movie. Yes, that is a very sad movie. There are a yeah. lot of sad Japanese films we watched in that uh, Japanese film class. Yeah. Uh, an animated film uh, about the kind of aftermath of attacks on Japan. Uh, it follows these two kids who lose their mother in an attack. You see her early on. She's, like, burned beyond recognition. She's She looks like a mummy when you see her. Later on, you find out, spoiler alert, she has passed. And it's this young man trying to take care of his sister and himself, uh, you know, by, on his own. And, you know, he's not capable of doing it. And he doesn't want to live with his aunt because he doesn't get along with her. And, it would be so easy for them to go on living if they stayed with her. But they yeah. Yeah. And they both die. Spoiler Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. It's a pretty slow moving and then just like slowly die. They slowly die at the end, starve to death at the end pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rough, especially for like, I mean, I know it's anime and it's not for children, but it's still like kind of jarring to see such a dramatic movie in like a colorful anime it's, it's like a like, cartoon yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah just those two did you have a tv show i did <laughs> is your other grievance that you talked about um no <laughs> did you ever watch the 1980s sitcom uh punky brewster <laughs> I remember it. I never watched it. Oh, I used to watch it. A lot of people didn't watch it because I remember watching it like in secret because I was afraid to get made fun of like when I was five or six or whatever. Sure. But it was like it aired in 1986 to 88 or something like that. So it must have been just like re-syndicated eight years later or something when I was watching it. But it is... Uh, it's just... It was... 
It got put on TV. I was reading about it today because, um, like, the FCC demanded that there be children's programming on Sundays from seven to six, seven to eight on all major networks. So they made the show Punky Brewster, and it was a sitcom, but it was like, and it was for children too. It's kind of a family sitcom. I mean, you know, the eighties, like stuff like that, growing pains and all that crap. And different um, strokes. Yeah, and this, like, but Punky Brewster, like, it was always, like, a tragic episode, <laughs> or, like, something based on something tragic. Like, the whole premise was she was an orphan who lived her, she, the dude, she was living in a grocery store or something, and some old man just, like, found her there and took her home and, like, adopted her and her dog. She was living on the streets with her dog. So it's like her, but she's always fighting with this old man who, like, uh, it's such a weird concept for a family, like, funny show that this girl was living on the streets by herself, like, Grave of the Firefly style. Um, but I watched, like, clips of an episode today that was all based on, like, the Challenger explosion, the, like, space shuttle. It was all about, like, her and her class because i it was a big deal because um there was a teacher on board and a lot of classes like watched that live they were broadcasting it live and is very traumatic it was a tragedy and um so they did an episode about her like class watching that and it was just so crazy and like the good on them for addressing that like because that happened to a lot of kids it actually did happen um, but it's just so weird. Also, this was like an 80s sitcom, so the Challenger explosion happened. Like, this, the turnaround for this episode being produced, it had to come, like, months later. It was, it was just so weird on so many levels. And Buzz Aldrin guest starred on it, too, and he came in. And <laughs> yeah, such a weird concept <laughs> for an episode. But there was episodes about her, and she's also, like, eight years old. There's episodes about her, um, like, there's a serial killer in her neighborhood, or, like, peer pressure and drugs, and it's just, like, uh, such, it was so lighthearted, but I never realized what, the, like, all the underlying, like, dark tones the show had when I watched it as a kid. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like a lot of shows have that, and you don't really think about it when you're a kid. Like, I know, I don't know if you watched Clarissa Explains at all. yeah. Like, if you ever, like, look at... There's a bunch of, like, memes and, like, BuzzFeed stuff about it. Where it's, like, her... The guy that, like, came in through the window. I think it's Sam. Yeah, yeah. Like, he lived on the street and all this <laughs> stuff. Like, like he was homeless. Or, like, you... And it kind of, like, shows, like, there's, like, some BuzzFeed where it's, like, him, like, listening every day. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna have to find a place to sleep tonight. Like, <laughs> lines like that. That, like, the audience, you hear, like, the laugh track or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> oh, he's gotta live on the street. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing. Oh, I never or, knew Sam um, was homeless. Jeez, yeah. It's like something like that, where it's like he mentions a, there's a line like that that he says, or like um, I don't know, like different strokes where it's like, oh, it's this older white man taking like care of these two black kids in quotes. It's, yeah. You know, it's like Gary Webster. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Gary Coleman. Gary, Gary. Oh yeah, Webster is his. Oh, then there's Emmanuel Lewis also, who... Yeah. Yeah. There's two African-American actors who, like, yeah. 
are both little people also from yeah. 80s sitcoms. And one's Webster and Gary Coleman's in... Or maybe they're yeah, both in that. Yeah, I can't remember. It's, it's been a while. And it, he's like 20 in it. He's playing, you know. He's, yeah. You know, he was a little person. Wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that... I think it just floats right past you when you're a kid. Oh, definitely. Like, if you ever see, like, a lot of those Nickelodeon shows, you're like, oh, yeah, or, like, um, Boy Meets World, like, I think one of the friends, like, had a really rough, like, house situation. Oh, yeah, Sean, yeah, his dad was, like, an alcoholic. I think he died at one point, too. Yeah. Yeah, because he was played by, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he also did. Oh, no, he didn't die. Never mind. I'm getting my stories confused. Yeah, but, yeah, there, a lot of times you see that or i think animorphs had a similar kind of thing where like tobias i think had a, a rough like house like living situation yeah but then he got stuck as a as a hawk so i mean which was also sad <laughs> yeah. or i mean you get the power of flight so you know yeah. is it a tragedy <laughs> maybe it seemed like parents very, probably if they were dead people their parents are probably worried <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know I think he found, like, a lady hawk in an episode, which was weird, and, or an episode of book, whatever, because I was reading yeah. about Animorphs in the past year, so I never finished it, but I was like, where did it go, and what would it be like if I read it now? And there was, like, an article about, like, I read the Animorphs series recently, and it was just, like, insane. <laughs> did it ever, like, finish? Did they tie it? Oh, yeah, yeah, they had, like, a, there was a concrete finale. I think one of them died. Yeah. I think Rachel, one of the girls, died. Hmm. I would think Tobias would die. He seems like the most expendable. So. Yeah, he got the power to become human again, but then like it was his power was to morph to human, so like he could only be human for two hours. Like he didn't actually become human. I think that they did that in the show too, but they Probably. never figured out. Like he came back, and they were like, "Oh, he's back again," and they like then he turned back into a hawk, and they're like, "What happened?" Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I fell off the show pretty quickly. I don't. Know, I don't think the show had a definitive ending. No, I think it got canceled. Yeah. Uh, you just had the Punky Brewster. I did watch. just have Punky Brewster. Yeah, Boy Meets uh, World was on a list though that I was looking at, and I couldn't figure out why, but that makes sense. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Sean's. Mine. I had two once again. I had one show that's actually probably the first real show I've watched in a while. Uh, it's on. It was on AMC and it's been on Hulu. It's called The Terror. I've never so heard of that. Oh. It's a show based on a book. It's based on a real life thing. It's it was the um, HMS Terror in the HMS Erebus uh, trying to find the Northwest Passage, and I think the mid 1700s I know I'm gonna get the year wrong or maybe late 1600s and it's the story of like these two ships going you know through kind of like this arctic territory to find this passage to China and everyone dies is everyone everyone gets killed and it's this is a kind of fictionalized retelling of like what happened and it's showing it and it's kind of got early on it's uh you know, kind of very lighthearted. You know, it's all these kind of seamates, and you know, you kind of see the relationships between everyone. 
mm-hmm. you know, how each kind of position works, and, you know, two captains and the crewmen, and, you know, there's two ships, so there's two captains, so they get along. Uh, and basically everything goes wrong that can. Yeah. And it's just like, you see the situation just get worse and worse and worse until it just gets, you know, where you're like, what is going to happen? And it's just, it, it is a tragedy, which that actually happens. Uh, yeah. It is pretty interesting. It's only 10 episodes. I recommend it. Cool. Yeah, that's, um, that's how they get you. They start out lighthearted and they build up those relationships with you and all the characters together. And then, yeah, they'll just kill them all. And, yeah, and it gets dark and there's like cannibalism and there's oh, like... Jeez. It, it, yeah. There's like a... Um, it feels very Lovecraftian. Like there's... Like, it just has this very tense atmosphere, because they're in this, like, frigid north, and they are being stalked by something that they can't really, they have a hard time, like, seeing, and, like, there's a lot of mist, and their, like, ships get, you know, stuck in the ice, they can't yeah. go anywhere, uh, and it's just awful, and it just gets, it's just seeing a situation devolve, and people really devolve. Wow. I'll have to yeah. check that out. The Terror, you said? The Terror, yeah. Nice. Ten episodes, not bad. Cool. Uh, the other one is School Days, which sounds like it would be nice. Uh, it's an mm-hmm. anime that's kind of like really well known for its ending, and I guess I can spoil it. I, I don't ever plan on showing it to you. Um, maybe it's something I doubt. I, I can't imagine. I want to see it. It's a bit older, um, and it's kind of just like a rom com type thing where it's a uh, it's a young guy and he's kind of pursuing this girl and then later on he he kind of meets somebody else uh, and uh, he kind of kind of swip he switches between the two and uh, it kind of breaks the heart of one and you know they're also close friends and he's trying to kind of juggle the two of them uh, it ends with one of the girls kind of losing it mentally. And so she attacks him with a knife. Uh, She kills him. And then she cuts off his head. And then, yeah, and then she starts kind of like living with the head. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. Dark turn. Um, One of the girls, like early on to kind of, you know, get the attention of this guy says... She's pregnant. That's one of the things. Like, she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. You should be with me. It's like, oh, really? Uh, and af- that's the girl who kills him. Says that. And the other girl finds out that <laughs> this girl has killed him. So she kills her. And she she cuts open her vagina and stomach mm-hmm. to <laughs> see if there's a baby. Yeah. Finds out there isn't one. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. How many episodes is that? I think it's 12. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty self-contained. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it, it ends, definitely. <laughs> School days. Sounds so <laughs> kind of innocuous and just like a, like a whatever type of thing, but it, yeah, it gets dark. There are a handful of anime that do that. I think, uh, what is it? Oh, there's this really well-known one that, like, it's kind of, people refer to it as the murder anime where all the characters are like psychopaths and they just kill each other but they're all like kids you know, hmm. they don't think of it. 
That's all I had. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I can top that. Um, in terms of that. Uh, so we're going to music? Music, yeah. Uh, okay, I had... Um, you'll know this Sing one. Sing it. Uh, I Sing part of it. want you to know. Uh, I... Oh, man. Um... Yeah, I don't know the next verse. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get some lyrics up. It was in, well, Kevin did it in the office during a karaoke party for Christmas. Um, Does that help me? I'm still watching the Would she go, she preferred it like me? <laughs> would she go down on you in a theater? <laughs> You'll know why, you'll know why. And I'm here to remind you of the mess you uh, left okay. when you went away. You ought to know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you mentioned uh, this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Alanis Morissette singing about someone who uh, did her wrong, I guess. And it's just about. A lot of stuff, a lot of tragedies that happened between them. And do you know who it's rumored to be about? Dave, her ex-husband, or her husband? Uh, they weren't ever married, I guess. They just dated. Dave Coulier uh, <laughs> from um, Full House. Uncle Joey. Sure. Yes. Uncle Jesse was John Stamos. Uncle Joey. Right. Dave Coulier. Uh... The, the nerd <laughs> with the voices. Um, I guess he's denied since then that that song was about him, but he was the one who said it was about him. Who knows? I don't know if he can tell a joke. I don't know. <laughs> like, What has she said? Uh, she won't say who it's about. She's like, that's just my musical integrity, and I don't want to put anyone... Uh, this is a quote from her. Uh, well, I've never talked about who... I don't know what kind of accent she says. I've never talked about who my songs were about, and I won't because when I write them, they're written for the sake of personal expression. So with all due respect to whomever may see themselves in my songs, and it happens all the time, I never really comment on it because I write these songs for myself, not other people. Which is pretty much what every artist says. <laughs> sure. But uh, I remember that's what Billy. That's like pretty much what Billy Joe Armstrong said one time too. Um, so yeah, she hasn't admitted who it's about. It's just it's about someone, obviously. Bob Saget has kind of backed up. Yeah, it's about him, but it might have also been a joke. I don't know. Um, but I have heard uh, rumors of Dave Coulier being a like great A jerk, also. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Like, I don't know, he could... It's a tragedy that such a nice man, such a nice uncle... Was, was he even their real uncle? I don't know. It was probably one of those things where he's like, he's just like a good friend. Yeah. Like, oh, call me Uncle Joey. And he's living in their yeah. basement playing with puppets. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. that was the only song I had. Fair enough. <laughs> that song that I tried to sing. That was uh, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette, if you couldn't really tell do you like her as an artist uh yeah i mean i haven't ever bought any of her albums but i i enjoy her music whenever it's on it's good sure i like a very i like voice. female vocalists yeah so you know a little too acoustic for me sometimes but i 
I like her angry stuff. She sure. has some good angry stuff. Angry lady. One, one hand in my pocket, the other one giving a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> and she had that video where she was standing naked in the street, and when I was like 14 listening to music, I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Sure. Yeah. Do you remember what song that was? Nope. I, it, yeah, was all, it was after Jagged Little Pill. It wasn't a very good album, I think. It was like in the 2000s or something. Yeah, that was kind of her big one, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you want me to sing? I bet three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sing. <laughs> I did kind of force you. I, I wonder, I think you'll know two of these. I wonder if you'll know. Where, oh, where will my baby be? The Lord took her away from me. She's gone to heaven, so I've got to be good. So I can see my baby when I leave this world. Uh, yeah, who's it by? Uh, I don't know who it was originally by. At the last time I heard it, I think um, Pearl Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, that's Pearl Jam. Yes. I don't think it was originally by. Really? I think um, it's called Last Kiss, and it's yeah. the it's in the song. It's just like a sad song. It's a, I was out on a date with my daddy's car, and they get into a car accident, and oh, it's yeah. you know she dies, and that's their last. And maybe it's their first kiss. I don't know. And yeah, so I got two other songs. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to sing them all if you want, but yeah, that all is right. um. I do like I've said I am not a huge Pearl Jam. Fan, but like yeah. I, that is that I have listened to the lyrics of that song because it is like a whole narrative and it is yeah. nice. Yeah, I know you're not a big on the crooners, right? Like, uh, like you know, whatever his face is. Uh, what if I just say the lyrics for this one? Hey, wait, I've got a new complaint. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I like a spoken word version. Yeah, uh, Nirvana. Uh, Forever in debt. To your, such a sarcastic line. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned that, and they're like, oh, I never thought of that as sarcastic. I'm like, it sounds so sarcastic, though. I'm forever in debt to your priceless advice. Yeah. Uh, suppose I did some research. I Every time we do a list or, you know, we record a thing, I'm like, oh, I like just Google sad songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of go through them. And I'm like, oh, I never really knew what this is about. And it had to do with, like, like him visiting a hospital and seeing, like, going into, like, a cancer ward for, like, children and stuff and like it just it, the article that I read just painted this horrible like like uh, this is rough that these kids have to go through this um, I'm not 100% sure what like I know you know the dude was like a, a weird guy and I'm sure there's some type of thread kind of connecting to the two things but I don't know when I think about it I'm like it sounds like just an angry like at a like, it sounds like a relationship kind of thing. Yeah. But, I don't know. And maybe, I don't know, I, it was a random article. I didn't pursue, you know, multiple threads of it. And, you know, uh, and it kind of goes the same way with my last one, which I'll also do. I drowned my beliefs to have your babies. And I dress like your niece and wash your swollen feet. Hi, mm-hmm. <laughs> what if I do the next line? What if I do it like I drown my beliefs 
nope. yeah no nope. idea nope that is uh Valiant that is my tom york impression okay doing true love waits i don't know if you know this song i don't are you a radiohead guy i can't remember hit or miss for me really with radiohead yeah they had a song called true love waits uh he's done I, he, they just released on their last album like a re kind of a redo of the song that's kind of more electronic but the first time you hear it it's kind of like done in this acoustic thing which i know also you're not a huge fan of <laughs> but it's yeah yeah true love waits and the lyrics are kind of all over the place like with all of his lyrics um there is you know maybe you know you know pieces in it that kind of reflect the thing and i did some research on it and another yeah it's another kind of sad you know that he it had to do with a breakup that he had with a woman that uh ultimately died from leukemia or something like mm-hmm. that and it was this kind of you know the mourning kind of song about yeah this yeah i like the song uh it's and i i do like that band i don't love everything that they do yeah yeah same way but uh that's one of the ones i like yeah all right yeah, good picks. Um, Go for a book. Yeah. I, I talked about mine a little earlier. It is a play. It is, of course, Shakespeare, because Shakespeare okay. does tragedy best. Um, and it's Hamlet. Okay. Based on The Lion King, you know, the hit movie. Based on The Lion <laughs> yeah. King. Yeah. Hamlet based on the hit movie The Lion King. Sure. Uh, Shakespeare went and saw the Lion King. Yeah, loved it. He's like, I gotta write a play about this. I mean, what was around first, lions or people? Yeah, there had to be a Lion <laughs> a, King somewhere. Yeah, it's a classic chicken the egg situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Hamlet. Hamlet was always I said earlier was my favorite Shakespeare um, play, and because uh, <laughs> it was the Lion uh, King. <laughs> other than the ones we read in high school, which ones have you? Um, Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that it? But I've I've read Hamlet more than once. Okay. Um, but I'm guessing you read Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, yes. and Hamlet. Yes. Which I think are the three. Maybe there was another one that we covered in high school. There might have been. Yeah. Uh, I think I might have had to read one for college too. But yeah, I mean, it's about so it's about an evil uncle. Um, he doesn't have a scar in this one though. That's how they changed it a little to get away from it legally. But he he poisons he, he poisons his uh, his brother, brother the king to ab- abdicate the throne and take his wife and rule the kingdom. And yeah, it's about Hamlet. Uh, Hamlet's like off at college, right? And that's where he is. And then he comes back, and he's got a. He's he sees out. the ghost of his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the clouds. <laughs> yeah, in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, terrible. He is like on the roof of like. The, I remember. Did you get to see the movie? Like they showed us the movie. It yeah, like, it was Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he acts crazy at one point, which is fun. Yeah. Um, Pretty, you release thine hands from my throat. Yeah, I think I need to reread it again. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, who else does tragedy? 
I mean, I don't. Um, I don't know Arthur Miller. Uh, Death of a Salesman. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that is true. I read that one too. That was pretty sad. I did like that. Oh, Oedipus is pretty tragic. Who yeah. wrote Oedipus? Uh, I think it was, was it Socrates. No, Sophocles. Oh, I think so. Man, I'm gonna have to look it up. I think it's Sophocles. Dave Coulier notes right here. Have you ever uh, heard the song? There's like, there was this older uh, artist who wrote like a comedy song about Oedipus. And it was like, Oedipus really loves his mother. <laughs> it was like a weird song. No. <laughs> okay, not. fair enough. Uh, he also wrote a song called Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Where he just talks about poisoning pigeons in the park. Uh, so- Sophocles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but did you read Antigone? I think we did read that. Oh, Julius Caesar. Duh. That's the other one I read. In uh, I, I don't think I read that one. We did it in history class. So oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if I... I might have... <laughs> I hated history. That was my worst subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just skipped it. <sighs> yeah, what did you have for a book? Uh, I wrote down... I kind of covered one last week because I, I was like, it's also it's a comedy and a tragedy, and I love it. And I think I've spoken about it in multiple. Catch-22, which yeah. I'll just say, it's a very funny, and it's also about war, and a lot of the characters die. Like that, That'll say that, because I've spoken about it and how, much, how great it is, and I know they're doing a series on it now. I think George Clooney's right. in it. Right, um, yeah. Um, the other one I wrote down, this one's kind of a cheat. Um, I'm listening to a podcast called, uh, Obscure with, uh, Michael Ian Black. Oh, I love Michael Ian Black. Yeah, he's reading a book, um, called Jude the Obscure by Thomas Hardy. Uh, not the actor. I think that's, I think that's the uh, author's name. Mm -hmm. It's this old book about this guy who's kind of like at an, uh, at a crossroads in his life and, oh, he's kind of he's in a certain area and wants to be in another one. And Michael Eden Black kind of feels like, you know, he's someone who people know, but he's not a big star. He's kind of like in the middle area of fame and, you know, his career is kind of, you know, come and gone and come and gone. And that's just how it is in the entertainment industry. Right. And it's him reading the book and then just kind of, you know, ruminating about it. He's got other like guests on there. Like he has uh, David Cross on there for a conversation. But it's really good and it's um it's really sad it's like it's this guy who is i don't know i don't know if i would call him an, a ne'er-do-well he's someone who's pursuing his dreams but he's kind of he's very naive he has a weird upbringing and it i i cheated and i you know read the wikipedia of like what happens <laughs> in the book and i was like oh this is sad <laughs> like yeah. it just goes badly for everyone in his life and him eventually cool so is does he have guests every episode to converse with or is uh no every once in a while so is he just reading the book or does he like commentate on it he'll read it like he'll read it you know part of it he's on like chap i don't know what chapter he's on i haven't gone back to it in a while um but he'll read it and then it'll be like oh jude's you know he'll kind of be like this is, you know, he'll give his, you know, what he's thinking about it. 
Yeah. And usually it's like making fun of Jude. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I like Michael Ian Black's humor. Yeah, check so. it out. You might like it. You'll also kind of get a book in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> in a way. Uh, yeah. I had one other one which I just wrote down. Like, a, you know, the character, which is the Punisher, which I've, I've been reading and I've read a bunch of his stuff. Uh, obviously, sad life, you know, his yeah. whole family killed by mafia people. Uh, he's had just like, you know, he's, and he just spends his whole life killing people, and that's all he does, and it's all he can pursue, but that's all he knows how to do. I don't know. Yeah, he's a pretty straightforward character. They tried to yeah. give him backstory in the newest TV series, but... Yeah, he's pretty just pretty much like a dark character. Yeah. Through. I was reading a, a thing called Born, where he kind of like kind of unlocks his kind of darkness in his brain, and when he's in Vietnam, and he has to like protect this outpost against like a ton, like just a massive army with like a small crew, and I don't know, it just goes very badly, but he survives. Yeah. After killing pretty much everyone. Yeah. That's what he does. Yes. Uh, yeah, I just had those three. Nice. Game? Yes, I had, um, have you ever played Undertale? Uh, I am very aware of it, but I've never actually played it. Same here. Okay. (laughs) I've watched a lot of different playthroughs of it. Uh, we talked about, in a previous episode, I think we talked about, uh... The music is very good. Yeah, then, it's very much like Earthbound. It's based on um, like old JRPGs, yep. uh, like a 16-bit RPG. Um, yeah, good music, and it's uh, depending. There's like different runs you can take in the game, yeah. like pacifist runs. You have like the options to not attack, like when you actually get into combat, right. um, and then there's like the genocide. Run. Yeah, genocide run, and where you yeah. kill. Everything Literally you come across, everyone. yeah, yeah, and uh, like the if you actually pay attention to the story, it's like a really sad story about like the demon people just want to be friends or something. It depends also which run you go with, what story you get. Um, yeah, but like it's like uh, people living underground. It's monsters living underground, and they essentially just trying to live. And they, I think, I don't know if I. It, like they find a boy and they try and bring him back up ground and like the humans start this whole war on the monsters and like right. they were just trying to help yeah it's just like this all big misunderstanding where yeah. yeah all these people are banished and they're all like whenever you come across a new enemy they are scary at the beginning but then like they there's just reveal that it's like a goofy skeleton like sands yeah. or papyrus and they're just like these wacky characters they're nothing to be frightened about so it's pretty cool uh they got the second one coming out maybe the guy said he didn't even know if he'll another undertale yeah uh delta yeah i think um he's put out part one yeah but i think after that he said don't i'm not guaranteeing i'm finishing this game because he does it all himself yeah oh yeah that's true that guy must be like infinitely talented to do all yeah. that stuff oh, and yeah. create all the music. Right. I can't imagine doing all that. Yeah, because all the writing's great and like 
the bosses, the final bosses are insane. <laughs> like, yeah, they're... Have you seen that Sans boss? Yeah, I was watching a Game Grumps try, like, live stream it and try to beat it. <laughs> it was just, like, crazy. And there's so many, like, layers to it. Like, the if you die, the uh, they characters will say different things to you depending, like, how many times you've died and everything. It's just, yeah. It's crazy web of possibilities yeah like there i think that they counted them and there's like 42 different endings or something Jeez, crazy. yeah like, like a lot yeah not, not, great probably. i should at some point i should play that game but i just haven't yeah it's know. it's short i think deltarune is free chapter <laughs> one is uh yeah what did you have? Uh, once again, I had two. I had the God of War series, so oh, yeah. focusing on Kratos, who is... I don't know how it begins originally. I believe he is somehow controlled or tricked into killing the members of his family, and then like his skin becomes white because it's their like, ashes, like glow essentially like adhered to his skin hmm. forever and then it's him just going through the greek pantheon just killing everyone and it's this and he's so full of anger and he just you see him like beat zeus to death and stuff like this and like rip off hermes wings and all this yeah. intense like weird stuff and then they rebooted the uh series in i think uh, 2016 where it's him and his son. Yeah. You see, like, this super angry guy, like, also now trying to raise his son alone yeah. after his wife has died, and his son having this weird kind of backstory of being, you know, born between, you know, a human and a god and trying to find his place in the world. And, you know, it's just this story of him, like, just having to live with a life of, like, having killed his entire family. And now raising a new part of the family yeah yeah, yeah. He's, isn't he like a banished god or something is that part of it yeah he's like he i think the first game he like he he's trying to go through the whole game trying to kill Ares, the god of war and yeah. like becoming the god of war and i guess i was looking at stuff i'm like is Kratos a real guy like i know he's not the god of war but it like he was a real god Mm -hmm. in that pantheon but he was just like a minor kind of like he was also a god of like herbs or <laughs> and and fighting and the moon or whatever because they always have like multiple things that they like rule over but he was just kind of like an eh god right. they just kind of made him you know i think they they chose the name before they realized he was also this other god within the thing huh. yeah so the the newest one is a is a reboot. I didn't know. It's that. it's not exact. It's a continuation of the story. Like you even like kind of get scenes from the old ones. Mm -hmm. Like it shows like there's this weird scene where you like see him talking to Zeus in this like weird Mufasa cloud. <laughs> it's kind of like weird. yeah, because they're in hell with one L. <laughs> well, that's part of like the Greek thing. Is it okay? Like that. Yeah, that is like literal. Oh wait, no, they're in um, they're in like North mythology land, so they're fighting like Thor and stuff like that. Ooh. 
than this new one. Yeah, I I heard the new one was really good. The one. It is. Yeah, it's pretty good. Boy. Uh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> it's his sandwich. And it's him just, like, giving his son, like, lessons that you're like, this is not a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. Close your heart and suffer. And you're like, alright. <laughs> Let it lie, Krampus. <laughs> um, yeah. The other one I had was uh, The Last of Us. I don't know if you know anything about this game. Came out, uh, 2012, maybe? And it's about, you know, the... It starts off with, I think... I think it's Nolan North playing the character Joel and him, you know, raising his daughter and like, like, oh, this isn't really spoiling anything. His daughter dies like in the first, you know, 10 minutes because they've been, you know, there's a zombie thing going on outside and uh, like she gets and all these government agents have been asked to kill people who might be infected and he aims, the guy aims at Joel and he like tries to get her out of the way and she gets hit and he survives and then, like, it, later on, it's him taking care of this girl, who I think is played by um, Ellen Page. In the, mm-hmm. And she kind of um, looks like her, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know she is. It's him protecting her and her having, like, some kind of key to the, uh, the, uh, the cure, the potential cure. And uh, this other force trying to capture her to, like, kind of utilize it. And it's just a sad game. It's him kind of it's another kind of like, you know, father child story of him trying to like take care of this kid and like all of this stuff kind of coming at them and trying to like just tear it down. And him also making, you know, potentially bad choices about their, you know, the choices that he makes that he has to live with. Like, I, this is maybe a spoiler, maybe it isn't. It's been around forever. It's him. She gets captured and like they're about to, I think, I guess, kill her for the cure and it's him like, like brutally, like murdering the doctors who are about to like take like Jeez. take her or whatever. And I guess there's a uh, a new game coming out maybe next year. It's hard to say when the actual and it's you know the continuation of the the you know the story of her being more grown up and them seeming to have like uh, kind of parted ways a little bit in this other cult trying to kill her. I guess. It's very dark. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I've heard of it in name, and I know people are waiting for the sequel, but I've never really seen much about it. But that reminds me a lot of, well, sort of, uh, The Road, the movie The Road. Yeah. You, mm. yeah. yeah, you've seen that with Viggo Mortensen. I should have put that for tragedy. That's way more tragic than The Lion King. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. I'm aware of it. I know there's, like, some think... weird, like, cannibalism maybe that happens in it yeah i hear a lot about a basement scene that it's yeah like, yeah yeah is that cannibals is that a yeah i like the whole world's wasting away i don't i think it might be a virus or something but people are like food is scarce and people are eating each other at this point and there's at one point it's it's about vigo mortensen like escorting this child i don't know if it ends up being actually his but um yeah, there's a scene where they, like, find a bunch... They find a house, and they try to take shelter there, but they find, like, a bunch of emaciated, like, people in the basement. And they're kind of zombie-esque, but they're just, like, gross, starved people. And it's, and they're, like, kept there because they're, 
for livestock essentially there's also like this really there's a lot of depressing scenes like where he's only got one bullet left or something and he's always like going to kill the kid instead of himself because he doesn't want the kid to suffer through things it's just so it's it's pretty dark yeah it's like you with the world you're like okay i guess that does make sense because like these people are eating people from it's gross so yeah Yeah. it's very dark that sounds very reminiscent of that movie uh based on the steven i think it's the mist basically oh yeah yeah and there's like a twist at the end that people are aware of where it's like he kills his family and then he gets saved (laughs) yeah 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 like bad timing yeah, the the road kind of the ending is a little more uplifting than the rest of the movie, at least. <laughs> yeah, it yeah it sounds very similar to uh, Last of Us. I've never actually read or watched. I know it's a uh, Cormac McCarthy or whatever. Yeah, just kind yeah. of that that on the move kind of thing. Yeah, that's like all I had for words. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a quiz quiz for you to get into All right. slightly more upbeat, I guess. <laughs> we'll try. I'm gonna try this time. Um, I don't know if you've seen this thing. It was kind of trending a while ago. It was, um, they got it for different stuff. It's like movies described badly. You seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a, I didn't really do a tragedy quiz. I tried to find stuff that had sad stuff in it, but I only have a few. Um, yeah. The first one I did myself, and then I was like, I'm not going to do this for like six <laughs> Mine wasn't good. Alright, well, let's um, see. I'll crack it. This one isn't done in the same format either, okay? Red coat, this watch, this ring, 850 people. Want to do it again? <laughs> yeah, red coat, this watch, this ring. Red coat, this watch, this ring. 850 people. Alright, red coat. This watch, this ring. This is also 850 people. I don't know. It was. that. This was the worst one because I did it myself. Schindler's List. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen it? No, that's okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I knew some of these, uh, oh my god, with classic tragedy movies, and probably haven't seen them. Which like I should see Schindler's List and like yeah it's a, it's Liam Neeson you know yeah the best uh, these are the ones I kind of took I didn't make these they're, but they're from the uh, there are a lot of good ones that people like they're, a lot of them are very funny I just took a few because I'm like eh, I don't want to work that hard on this quiz I do one I wasn't that into this one uh, all right everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. Everyone tries the ice bucket challenge. So I'm assuming people are cold. Um, everyone's cold. Um, I've got Liam Neeson on the brain now. But no, it wouldn't be that wolf fight movie. The, the, no, that, that's the not gray. it. Uh, the gray. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're more fighting wolves than the cold in that. Everyone. Oh, um, um, Titanic. Yep, you got Aha. it. <laughs> Everyone gets yeah. Sure. Uh, I like this one. Boy spends seven years being the third wheel. Um. 
<laughs> James Franco in Spider-Man <laughs> trilogy. Uh, no, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, seven years movie time. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Uh, girl has to pretend she's a man to be taken seriously. Oh, Mulan. You got it. Hell yeah, I'm going to get that one. I watched I that gonna... the other night by myself. <laughs> yeah. I was going to shame you if you didn't get that right. Uh, last one. Cancer survivor never loses sense of humor. Um. Cancer. Cancer. A bald person. With a sense of humor. Is it. Well, I feel like 50 50 is too obvious. Is it 50 50? It is not 50 50. You want to guess again? Yes, I do. Because that was. That was my. This is too obvious. It can't be that. Cancer patient. Sense of humor. Never loses uh, sense of humor. Cancer survivor, excuse me. Cancer survivor. Who had cancer? Um. Uh, who has cancer in a movie? Uh, there's those. No, those are the Nicholas Spark movies are sad. Yeah, who's a very funny. funny person who might have gone through some type of leukemia-like thing? I keep thinking of Patch Adams, only because he probably entertained cancer patients and survivors. We probably didn't treat survivors because they were survived already. Um, and all I keep thinking about is One Punch Man for some reason, just because he's bald. I keep he's trying bald, to think of yeah. bald people, and I keep thinking of One Punch Man. This um, character is bald. This case. Uh, he's also got a really messed up face. I was gonna say, so not Patrick Stewart because he's got a beautiful face. That's right. Um, it is something that might be related to Patrick Stewart, though. Might be. Might be. Um, Ish. So. Oh oh oh! Uh, Deadpool. You got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did I get there? How did I get there from Patrick he's Stewart? I, d I just thought of bald people. Yeah, he's... Why did I think of Patrick Stewart? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, why did you say that, though? Uh, why did I say Patrick Stewart? Did I say that? No, yeah. You said it might have something... Oh, I was thinking of X-Men. That's why. Mutants. Yeah, the X-Men. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how he got there. That's yeah. it. There you go. Yeah, I that's have... all I had. Nice. Oh, man. I almost uh... gave up on that last one. Glad I yeah. stuck with it. Yeah, good. Uh, this we're gonna do another, uh, another episode of Unjade Jeff. Yes. To Unjade me. Yes, I'm interested in this one, uh, because this isn't this. I I wouldn't say this is like a huge like hit movie. I I just enjoy it a lot, but I know it has a lot of flaws too. Right. And it was popular when it came out, so I was interested to get your opinion on it. Yes, I and, watched. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Um, I'll just go over my. I liked it. It definitely has a lot of flaws. Yes. Um, one of my notes was giant reference mess. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much the humor is just reference. Scatterbrained plot. Um, yeah, it's all over the place as far as like kind of being linear and 
you know, storytelling and whatnot. You know, it's it's kind of like I tune in to watch a bunch of fights. Yep. I'll throw some other stuff. Uh, I'll go for some of this. Uh, I did like kind of they had like the Zelda sound effects. They had a bunch of retro kind of sound effects. I know it comes from the uh, comic book, right? Yeah. Have you ever read the comic? I've read it here and there. I don't read yeah. it. You know, same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, it did kind of capture the same feel of it, you know, where it's kind of like it's very kind of video game-ish. Right. There's a lot of elements to that, uh, which was one of my notes. I did, like, it had a crazy good cast. Yeah. What uh, it, was. it was one of Aubrey Plaza's, like, first roles. Yeah, I was like, oh, Aubrey Plaza's is Anna Kendrick, Brandon Routh, who was Superman, I believe. Yeah. Chris Evans, who was, you know, yeah, Captain, Captain America. Before he was Captain America, yeah. And Brie Larson. Yeah. Like, from, yeah. And I was like, that seems shocking for what this film is. <laughs> like, it has this cast. And Jason Schwartzman, too. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman, uh, you know, Michael Sarah. I feel like the girl who played Ramona was the person I knew the least about. Yeah, I don't, I, she's probably as the least recognizable. I don't think I've seen her in anything else that I could. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down alliteration names. A lot of people had like, kind of. There's a lot of weird naming sense in this, like a uh, young Neil. Yeah. Like, I I get it. <laughs> you made a pun. Very, very clever. Uh, <laughs> like I think, uh, like the gay friend is like a, like. There's a lot of alliteration in the names. Like it's like oh, yeah. Morgan Murphy or Matt Murphy. Yeah. And, I can't remember any of them. I should Uh, I wonder if that's like a Stan Lee old comics reference or whatever. I think so. Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Reed Richards. There are a lot of time jumps and they're very kind of like drug-like all the time. <laughs> like they seem like a trip and like sometimes it's like a dream and sometimes it's just like, oh, it is just like actual time moving forward. You think it's just going to bring you back. But, like, no, that actually was the progression of the thing. You're yeah. like, oh, I didn't really... You gave me bits and pieces of why this is happening, but you didn't really give me, like... That's all you gave. Yeah. You didn't really flesh it out. Uh, I wrote down a lot of Zelda. A Zelda stuff. Uh, a lot of dream scenes, like the first time I think he sees Ramona is in... Oh, yeah. In the desert or whatever. Yeah, and there's, like, the weird doorway stuff. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, I, like, a lot of fights uh, with the seven, seven X's, seven deadly X's. Yeah. They were done, it's good, you know, good choreography. Like, it, yeah. Uh, like, I think it's it's well done. Uh, it's it's over the top and crazy, but I know it's, it's going for that. Right. Um, one thing I thought was weird that they did that Seinfeld thing kind of in the middle <laughs> where they do the like the and then they had the live audience kind of in the background it was like why is that happening yes I I saw this at the premiere and I saw it with my boss because they gave us tickets at work for some reason we worked at Dick's yeah. Sporting Goods and like, but he asked me after the movie what was with the Seinfeld thing I, like, yeah. I don't know man like I get it as just like a funny thing kind yeah, of like you just... didn't that but, it's uh, just in there to be a reference essentially yeah. <laughs> which a lot of that is i'm a big fan of running gags in general so i enjoyed like all the 
couple times that they kind of had things that would kind of continue like that. Like uh, Kim just kind of being kind of sarcastic yeah. friend that just kind of hated everyone, the eyes and all that stuff. The, the men in the bed with him, like where they'd be like multiple men, like always getting up. Like, yeah. It was like, it started off with like just him and it was like three and then yeah. two. Uh, or, like, the gay friend uh, texting, like, while he was, like, asleep, and, like, them just kind of having constant communication without anyone really, like, seeing it or knowing. Right. Uh, Scott is, it, I feel like, I don't know that there's any likable characters. I, I was gonna say that. I think, uh, personally, I think the only likable character, or the only character who has, like, good development or show's development is Knives Chow. Yeah. Knives has development. Scott is the worst. Yep. He's such a dick. Like, he's unemployed. He's a scumbag. Like, he's such, like he's a real piece of crap to, like, everyone. And he, like, cheats on his girlfriend. Yep. And, like, he, he isn't good at his only thing that he does. Like, and he just, like, kind of goes around with every girl. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like, and a lot of the characters are unlikable. Like, most of them are. Yeah, pretty you much. know, I think Ramona is, like, probably the one who's kind of, like, most mellow. Like, as far yeah. as, like, the other ones. Like, but obviously she, she has issues, but... She also, yeah, she just cuts ties with everyone and just abandons people. Yeah. Yeah, Knives and, like, Jason Swartz, obviously, punching ladies and being a right. kind of pretentious douche. Um, they were done. Brie Larson's band was really good. I enjoyed that. That's enjoyed a metric song. I know, yeah. yeah. I was like, when it ended, I'm like, man, that sounded like metric. And I'm just like, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, that was a metric. But I guess that, that's her singing. Yeah, they, they have two versions and the movie version, it is Brie Larson singing it. Yeah, and she's really good. Yeah. And I was like, I think I actually liked hers a little bit better than the metric one, honestly. Yeah. She yeah. definitely has a deeper voice that, like, lends to... Because that's a lot harder song. Yeah. Like, or one of their harder songs. Yeah. Black Sheep, I think it was called. Yes. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like Metric. Um, you know, Sleeping Underwater and uh, It's Eat You Alive. Yeah. But I was like... I was trying to think. I was like, that sounds like somebody... Or maybe it's Metric. And then I looked up and I'm like, yeah, it's Metric. Yeah. And I thought, like, maybe this is an original thing for this movie. Nope. There's not... I think actually it was they wrote it for that movie. Still, oh, did they? Okay. Because that's not on any other albums. Oh, okay. I thought it. Well, maybe they included it on another one later. I don't know. Uh, vegan, vegan academy, <laughs> vegan, vegan superpowers, vegan police, and like right as after they like take away his power, they like kind of skip away and high five. And like, <laughs> it was, yeah, it's like oh, that's. Um. I liked when he beat people, they would explode into change. Yeah, like coins. I thought that was weird, but I was like, I don't, like, I don't really get why that happens, and, like, what the point of that is. Like, I guess it just looks cool. Yeah, I think just based on fighting games, whenever you, like, win a match, you get money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. But I was like, sometimes if you saw it, like, it would be, like, in the shape of a person. I thought that was kind of a cool effect. Like, yeah. it'd be, like, like a, like a chalk line kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. Um, 
I like the the gear up montage, and then at like at the very end, he like slowly ties his shoes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I, that made me laugh. It's just like him kind of like quickly like doing like this Batman like it's like him putting on like a T-shirt like a band name on it, and then like him slowly like double nodding <laughs> like his converse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have any more notes on it. Is this a? It's not a great movie. It's <laughs> no. um, it's it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, I I didn't dislike it, but there's I don't know. And you know, I wouldn't put it past me to rewatch it sometime. You know, I I probably could, but I don't know. It's it's kind of a eh. yeah. I I feel. As- I like it a lot, but mostly not for, like, its cinematic depth or anything. I like the yeah. flashiness. I like the choreography. I like kind of the fight game, like, mentality of it. Um, yeah, it, I just like the stylized of, and of it because it's, like, a video game. Pretty yeah, much. I feel like it's, the, it's a movie that's, like, targeted at us. Like, yeah. the two of us, specifically. Because it's like, oh, you, it's for a video game movie. TV nerds who like all this stuff, and you know, would get all the references and like get right. why it like why it's you know funny, but also just funny in a stupid way. Yeah. Did you notice? Um, like every time he's fighting an evil ex, it has their number in the background on stuff or whatever. Like there will be a I subway go by. Or... Did not notice that. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of small things if you watch it like multiple times. You'll pick up. I, on I bet. Yeah. Little um, things like that. Aubrey Plaza was bleeped out a lot yeah. on set. And, like, her constantly kind of, like, appearing at different places, like, especially, I think it's Starbucks or whatever it is, that coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, they had the weird thing with the twins, like, the band fight where it, like... Oh, yeah, they had, like, just, like giant holograms. And, yeah. yeah. That was weird. Yeah, yeah, that was odd. That was probably my least favorite fight. Did you have a favorite fight or favorite villain? Um, well, I love Jason Schwartzman. He's such a sh- like crappy character, and but I like right. his acting like in him. it. Right. And um, but uh, he's supposed to be dislikable. Yeah. Uh, I do. I like the Chris Evans fight where he's like he uses his stunt doubles and stuff. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally forgot about that one. The vegan fight was okay. The first one with I was like, oh, they have an Indian person. That's interesting. <laughs> but his name was like was it Matt Patel oh, I don't know whatever kind of gothy oh yeah that guy yeah I don't know who played him yeah yeah if, yeah it was kind of interesting to see like I I thought I I don't know like a lot of stars just an interesting film not a great film but, right but I, yeah. I enjoyed it it's fun it's like a popcorn movie yeah, exactly. Yeah, I put it in the entertaining, not like masterpiece category. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess we can go to the next segment. Uh, Anna, maybe. Yes, this was my homework. I yes. watched three episodes of Samurai Champloo. Um, speaking about. I watched I watched the first episode, I watched the sub, and then I watched the dub, the second two episodes. Okay. Uh, it seemed actually pretty, like, straight-on translation, because I accidentally watched a little bit of the first episode again on a dub, and I was like, I've seen all of this. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty, like, 
well translated. But yeah, we're talking about like good fight choreography. This like every shot in this show is someone's moving around doing something. It's very fluid and like yeah. um it's not like crazy. This uh, it was made in like 2004, so it's like 15 years old. So it's yeah. It's somewhat I don't want to say dated animation. It like, is. It's can, considered a classic anime, which is yeah. kind of means older, I guess. But yeah, like every there it's about um it's uh there's the samurai mugen who's just kind of like this hot-headed like does whatever he wants samurai and then there's uh jin your jean who's a, a ronin which i had to look up what that was but it's like it's a, a masterless a, samurai yeah yeah a samurai yeah. whose master has disowned them or has died and then they meet so they are they're essentially it's very much like a western where like style where you know the wandering cowboy goes around and goes into towns that have troubles and goes and solves them which is i think also what samurai movies are just yeah. over in japan out here um and but and then then the first episode in this one town there's two samurais who are there at the same time and they're fighting different people and then they end up fighting each other and but they're fighting for like i don't know the people of the town and stuff except for i don't know mugen's kind of just fighting anyone he wants to yeah, really pretty much um but they end up uh saving this tea house which is her name foo or it's foo, foo yeah foo okay yeah yeah F-U-U. and yeah and she she works there and she ends up saving them from an execution because they killed a bunch of like uh guards hired guards yeah. yeah and she ends up saving them from execution and she she kind like, of enlists them yeah enlists them to take her to the samurai who smells like sunflowers who is this mystery and we don't know who it is but they they're traveling around they she asks them not to kill each other they're supposed to not kill each other for the time being uh that's pretty much the bargain they have and um yeah episodically they go around and kind of do what i said like a western find towns wander through towns that have some sort of corruption and stop the corruption and sometimes sometimes like um I've only, the third episode was a two-parter, and I only got to watch the first part, so I don't know how it ends. Mugen does end up getting enlisted by the bad people, so I guess it's not always that. It's uh, Hellhounds for Hire, I don't know if you got He gets, like, um, the Yakuza recruit him in some town, and then he ends up fighting Jean again at the end, so I was gonna miss that battle, but yeah, I, uh... It's interesting, I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi hip-hop. I like to listen to that in the summer, because it chills me out. I listen to the YouTube channel, Chill Summer Vibes, and there's a lot of that in this show, which is awesome. It's very rap-oriented, like, the opening is a rap thing. Yes, Uh, and I loved, like, the first episode when the the opening opened up. I was like, this is awesome, because it kind of, the animation is a lot better than that so i was like i can't wait to watch all this but then it's not as stylized as the opening credits but still great 
still a lot of breakdance fighting and like crazy like cool stuff yeah does uh, he fully do like his like does he do the windmill in the first one i can't remember i think so he does yeah, yeah he's spinning on his back and he's like kicking people that's how he uh gets out of like being executed at one point i think oh yeah that's right. so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff like that um and yeah i wish it was a little more stylized um i like all the characters uh, and a lot of the animes i've watched i usually hate a lot of them or they're obnoxious they're not too bad even mugen who's not a great guy he's not like screaming all the time or yeah. he's just a chill asshole yeah. <laughs> and um yeah it's uh i like the two the melding of it uh the first episode had like these weird transitions that I did not like though, where they were switching, they were like quickly switching between what's happening with Jean. No, they're like happening. They're switching. Oh yeah, they had that really quick. I didn't mind that. There was um, they're just like Jean's over here slaying these guys and Rugen's in the tea house, and they're switching between that really quick. And every time they're switching there's like something spinning and it does a record scratch goes wah, 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 and it yeah. just it gets obnoxious after like half a dozen times of doing it it's yeah. cool i like like first it's a hat and then it's like this that's spinning and it's like different every time but the it, it luckily they only did that for the first episode yeah but uh yeah like a lot of the the fight choreography moves to the the beat of the music which i like a lot and yeah. the, my only like thing i didn't like so much was um it's very it seemed very episodic i kind of like an overarching changing narrative and the overarching thing so far was just like we're finding this guy that we don't know what he is so far maybe they didn't get a lot of backstory i don't know if you get more backstory later uh i don't know well what i guess i could say it is very episodic. Like they yeah. do go kind of like from place to place to place. And then everyone's, it's kind of got like an X-Files thing where they kind of have like the place to place is like the monster of the week. But right. every once in a while, like every few episodes, they kind of hit on like this thing that's like plot thread. And like they go okay. like four, then they kind of go like, you know, three episodes of just like, you know, here's one about graffiti culture in ancient Japan. Yeah. It's like they, they have one that's like about tagging. Really, really. Uh, they have one about beatboxing later on. What? Like ancient Japanese beatboxing. Um, they've got one that's like an eating contest. Uh, they've got one, I think it's like a sumo. Uh, they've got like a weird drug one later. Um, yeah, they kind of have all these like interesting touchstones, but every once in a while you kind of get like plot thread. And like it, it does take a while to kind of like fully. Like, it's only really towards the end that it kind of, like, brings everything together. But here and there, you kind of get, like, who these guys are and what their deal is, like, what their own story is, and, you know, this kind of end goal that they're kind of moving towards. Cool. Well, if it does, yeah. I mean, if they do hit on heavy plot threads every once in a while, and I like that, then that's as long as there's something to dangle the carrot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because I liked everything else about it. I, after I read a lot about it too. Well, not a lot, but I am interested in watching Cowboy Bebop now that I've watched this because it's the same guy or whatever. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is very episodic. Really? Yes, you should know that. It's very jazz oriented instead of like rap oriented. 
Yeah, I heard it was another like fusion of two different things. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I was yeah, cause the the world also in Samurai Champloo is like it it looks like ancient Japan, but also they're wearing glasses and sunglasses. <laughs> kind of like what? Yeah, there's a lot of kind of like funny stuff like that. Um, but there is. There's like the disclaimer at the beginning that says, "Like this is a work of fiction. Just shut up and enjoy it." Yeah. It says something like that. I can't remember the exact what it says. Yeah, they definitely play with like some stuff, like giving people like modern, very modern. Like obviously the break dancing. Like nobody did that in yeah Japan. There wasn't rap. There wasn't beatboxing. Uh, like they definitely play with a lot of stuff, but it's interesting. It it, it definitely. Uh, it makes it kind of very fun, you know. Makes it easy to watch, I think. Watch yeah, with only like twenty six episodes, I'm, I'll I'll probably finish it. I like yeah. I like the music a lot, so. Yeah, That's I'd be cool. interested to come back if you eventually finish it, and you can kind of give us a full thing if you do. But for now, would you say Anna? Yes. Anna, yes, yes. Good. Because yeah. we had two misses in a row. And yeah, we did. Yeah, what were they? Uh, the Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, both of those. <laughs> was there a miss before that? I can't remember. Uh, Steins that... Gate, I think. Oh, that was kind of a maybe, but then we decided that was cheating, and I had to say no. Yeah, because <laughs> it didn't like fully suck me in. Yeah, and, but I mean, before that, I think we had Croco's Basketball, which yeah, it was a yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's so. a yes still. Yeah. So yeah, um, good. I'll have to. So maybe yeah, Cowboy Bebop next time. Cool. And if you obviously, if you want, you can continue Samurai Champloo. I like the dub. I have no issue with it. I I've never watched the subtitled version, but yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty much exactly the same from the few scenes I watched. It's decent. Yeah. It's kind of uh, I don't know. The ending, I'm kind of like, eh, all right. I'll say that. Well, at least it's not too long that I'll get so invested in it. <laughs> like, right. I think now. Not like 100 episodes or whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop for next time. Do you have a movie you would like me to watch? Oh, man. I don't know if I have one right on me. I'll have to take a look. Um, you can always text one to me if you come up with one. Yeah, I'll have to text one to you. Cause I, I thought I had one, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, it comes out soon. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you wanna get in contact with us, you can uh, email us at wholegdshow at gmail dot com. We got Facebook dot com slash wholegdshow at wholegdshow on Twitter, wholegdshow dot podbean dot com. Find all our episodes. Find all our episodes on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on all your podcast stuff, hopefully. I don't know if we're on Stitcher, but I don't know if anyone uses that. You use Stitcher, right? Uh, yeah, we're Stitcher, yes. Okay, yeah, so maybe we're on Stitcher. Alright, uh, yeah. And uh, Caleb O'Ryan does our music. Look him up. I know he's on Spotify, and you can find him pretty much anywhere. What about you, Jeff? Where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, for comedy stuff, art stuff. I'm still working on YouTube stuff. I've got two videos recorded. I have not edited edited, edited them. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. I haven't done that yet. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm still debating on like it. I don't know the the video recording's pretty sound, but the audio is kind of janky here and there. Uh, and it's just a hard game. I'm having I'm having a lot of issues with it. But maybe I'll put it up just so it's there for the testing. Sweet. sweet. Yeah. And yeah, is that, I guess that's all for this week. Yeah, that's we will see you. See you next time. Bye. Later.